me with a shield I keep this good point how you talk to me I swear to God, I'm in tears My ex can only see me virtually Keep this 1,000, Jimmy trousers Chrome heart transpiring 2010, first murder cost about 10 Rack, jet a spin, you can tell by the way I grin I been chrome hearting it, it's a bargain Came in this with twins, my no Mr. Rogers What's going on internet analytic here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i'm your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 47 we're going to be getting into sweetie pretty summer playlist young thug young thug and ysl slime language 2 resident evil village and we're going to end with money bag yo and big 30 go but, but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I got the intro out of the, out of the way, let's get into Sweetie Pretty Summer Playlist. Okay, getting into Sweetie. So, for Sweetie, her whole thing is about pretty girl girl music. So, as a guy listening to it, I wonder if if guys who listen to it do they also think that they're pretty or like how does that work for the male uh population? Like how how does that work? Like are we the pretty guys listening to Sweetie or is it the other way around like only ugly guys listen to Sweetie I've always wondered about that because with Sweetie she's always like if you're pretty then you're gonna like my music but if you're if you're not pretty does that mean that you don't like her music very confusing anyways (laughs) um Sweetie Sweetie put out a pretty summer playlist season one she's calling it as she's uh trying to do this every summer for some reason but the 20 I don't know why it has her age on here anyways it's an EP with seven tracks on it with a lot of uh, notable features and I think it was pretty solid but let's see what she thinks about it as she said quote every summer I'm sharing my platform and dropping a fly playlist featuring artists who are up next so that's pretty considerate of her as with her career right now with the whole thing with Quavo it'll be hard to get that type of backing from the Migos or just Atlantic in general even though she's probably still on Atlantic the type of turmoil that you go through as an artist when your boyfriend well ex-boyfriend is on the same label it could get messy as right now is already looking messy going in the past about their previous public exchanges is not seeming like they're on the greatest of terms so i would hope nobody tries to like sabotage the other 
but at this point i wouldn't be surprised if quavo pulls a, a what jay-z did the nas and drops every time sweetie drops like obviously quavo is probably gonna know because they're under the same umbrella in atlantic but whenever sweetie drops i wonder if quavo is gonna just put something out just to try to over overshadow her which would be pretty petty but we've seen it work before in the example i just said with jay-z and nas so i mean if, if y'all haven't noticed every time nas drops uh jay-z comes right behind him like he's either he's either dropping the day before on his release date or the day after like you can go to to the past projects and then look up the release dates like it is a very popular theory going around but at this point it's not really much of a theory it's more of a fact as the last three times Nas has dropped Jay-Z has dropped something else whether it's a single album or a collab tape with Beyonce so uh his wife so yeah he's pretty petty in that man manner so I wonder if Quavo Quavius is gonna follow the same route but anyways getting into the actual quality of the music like I said it's a seven it's a seven track EP she really makes these songs more for like the club more like club type anthems and she goes for the type of feel that whenever you're listening to her music it's only for like independent pretty women that's on their p's and q's that's kind of what i get from the whole sweetie movement like the whole thing i got from the megan the stallion movement with the hot girl summer was that it was for hot girls listening to megan and and feeling good about themselves and what they can do to please a man with sweetie it's more of like what the man can do to please her like i remember her interview her famous notorious interview with justin leboy and she said that if her and her this is kind of a pg-3 no definitely an r-rated type um tangent but um when sweetie was asked who who would she do uh i don't even know if i can talk about that but let's just say that there would be no other women involved if her partner wanted to have somebody else do activities with them let's just say that she will include another male instead of another female so hopefully i put that in a way that's still pg and still fits the platform so we can affect the masses because uh getting into the actual details of what she said i don't think would be pg at all so yeah uh track number one for the pretty summer playlist is risky featuring drakeo the ruler which i think <clears throat> no okay drake the ruler did have a song with drake this this year and i thought that was fire like the way that they both came on it and i thought drake hold held his own as it's not it's not easy to hold your own with drake because he really comes with it because he's about to drop an album so he's really showing people that hey i'm really in like <clears throat> for rappers it's kind of like warming up like warm-ups like drake's like okay yeah i'm ready like i'm heated up and i'm about to put out this album so you can hear this feature i did with this up-and-coming artist this is just to show you what what i'm on right now so with sweetie having drakeo the ruler it kind of i think they're around the same level of stardom so it makes sense and i think this song is fire it will be one of my snippets but unfortunately i don't know why but none of these songs have clean versions to them and the pretty they're talking pretty explicit so it's not really i can't get past that at all so i wish they had a clean version but they don't because usually i go to youtube and, and just look up look up the clean version but for some reason we we found well i found the clean version for the ysl tape in the money bag yo track that we're going to talk about later in this podcast but 
not for sweetie and i i found that to be very interesting but yeah that would have been one of the uh snippets i played one of the three snippets i played for this project getting into track number two baby mama uh, baby mama that's what i'm just gonna call it uh remix by somebody be be something and then yeah it's baby Rika. or i don't even want to uh, yeah i don't even whatever that name is good luck to, to him or her because i i really don't even know if it's him or her because i didn't really like this track too much i thought it was solid but definitely wasn't a standout um and so with that type of name i ought to just just i don't know like good luck to that artist trying to get your name out there because that's a hard name to try to blow up anyways track number three seesaw i think is the best track on the project by kendra J, and she really performed a great chorus like the way that she had the chorus it went right along with sweetie's lyrics so I, I was thinking to myself i wonder who laid their vocals first was it sweetie or was it kendra because the way that kendra came on she really set the vibe and i wonder if sweetie already had a verse and wanted somebody to just make a chorus off of that because this is the famous verse going around the social media where she's poking she's poking at quavo saying that uh remember in the past when i talked to, i think you can look it up i think it's sweetie and quavo and just mass effect and it should pop up but when i talked about it in the past sweetie was saying that yeah how you say that i thought you were different when you was humping well basically she she went in on quavo and, and talked about his promiscuous ways saying that he basically cheated on her and for him to call her out for airing it out that he cheated is, is wrong so she was saying that how can you even say i'm wrong when you're the one who's doing all that and the, and the chorus just went perfectly along with it i wish i could play the snippet but like i said there's no clean versions for any of these songs which is very interesting as seesaw seems to be not blowing up but it's one of the more notable tracks that came from this project then we get to get into track number four with pretty and rich i thought that was another standout uh the first of the two solo songs from sweetie on this project she really went in on this beat i feel like there was a sample used because the beat was had a very nostalgic type feel and sweetie's like notable for doing for rapping over popular beats and just switching them into like basically sweetie's known for using famous samples which is nothing wrong with that if you have the power to clear a sample but at the same time it's kind of her bag at this point to rap over very pop popular samples and just like produce so she she really delivered on this verse and i thought she was rapping the best this track i think she was rapping the best throughout the project the last track seesaw i think is the best track so that is very interesting to see them coming right after another but then we get into track number five backseat featuring lur diz i didn't really care too much for that track I don't think it was bad i just think it was solid nothing too crazy but at the same time is not above average at all very mediocre track number six talking about by louis and then with sweetie again um i thought that was probably the worst track on this project and yeah that's that's all i have i, I think that was the worst track on this project <laughs> so and then track number seven ending out the project we got we had sweat check which i just know that she was going for a club appeal with this track as it really the the way that she performs the track 
it's like she's performing at a strip club or a performance i would say more of a strip club because there's nothing wrong it's kind of hard to say like females cater to cater towards the strip clubs just because of the them being female and the strip clubs you know it's kind of go you know what i mean you know how that goes the way that people perceive that but it's, it's really like it's nothing wrong with that as cardi b makes music sometimes solely for the club too so it's just like it's hard to say that about a woman when you know other males make club anthems for the like strip club but if you say it about a woman artist then it's like oh you're just saying that because she's a woman like most artists try to appeal to towards the strip club because that's one of the big ways to get more streams and revenue because they're going to be playing it over and over well, not over and over but like every hour on the hour because it, it, it gets the dancers going what would kanye say it gets the people going it gets the dancers going as far as sweat check in the in the strip club so yeah, that's how I felt about the project as a whole. And as you can tell, it's not really nothing too deep, but it's a showcase of 3D still had some things in the tank as this is just a playlist as she titled it titled it Pretty Summer Playlist, which for the ugly people out there, which beauty is in the in the eye of the beholder. So I don't want to say anyone's ugly for the people that's overall or the common perception of them is not above average or even close to average then i would wonder did you enjoy this playlist and if you did enjoy it are you of the average to above average looking of the species we call humans that's that's really all i have <laughs> so yeah um that's that's all i have for sweetie i thought this was a solid project overall sad that there wasn't any clean version so I, I this is the only project that i can't play any snippets from because there's no clean version so whenever that happens i just have to talk about it and try to explain it the best i can without you actually hearing the project but of course if you're listening on whatever platform you're listening on hopefully it has a music option like spotify apple and you can go type it up just yourself the first track i would highly recommend off this project is seesaw because i think that this is the best track by far off this uh, album and not just because of the way that sweetie sent major subliminal shots at quavo but the way that the chorus came in around the verse it just very it it, it captivated the what is somebody somebody is calling me while i'm anyways um so yeah I think Seesaw really captivated the the project as it's one of the best tracks off of the it is the best track off the project. I think one of best one of uh, Sweetie's best verses, but her best rapping like throughout the whole from beginning to end, I would say it's pretty enriched. So those are the two standouts for me. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of some uh, Sweetie's pretty summer playlist? And do you think her ending it with Quavo will be detrimental to her success going forward as an artist? Yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. And now we're going to get into Young Thug and YSL Slime Language 2. Okay, getting into Young Thug and YSL's new album slime language 2 this is one of the more out of the blue albums that came out and is more of a collab album than a solo album from young thug so it makes sense as it would be hard to roll out something with so many artists because then artists will feel slighted if you don't like 
put put them in the promo videos or anything like that so it's just easier to just put it out with a week's notice because then everybody gets the same amount of shine and this album reminded me so much of a dj khaled type album and it reminded me of when dream chasers did their album i forget what it was called but it had like j cole jid it had like barely a kendrick sample saying he basically woke up for some money and very frustrating for kendrick fans because he's because he's just not going to uh He's just not gonna draw music, is he? He's, he's just, who is calling me? Okay, now that I'm back from break, uh, finally found out who was calling me, and it was definitely somebody important. So, uh, getting back into the project, when I was talking about J Cole and JID's, um, yeah, okay, and they had Kendrick, and Kendrick basically said, "I woke up for some money," barely even a sample, in my opinion, and he hasn't dropped music ever since. So it's just like. Like, why does Kendrick do that to his fans? It reminded me of when I was in high school and Big Sean would never drop. Like, it, that's the type of frustration that I think Kendrick fans are going through right now. Like, Big Sean's dropping a lot, but there was a time period where he just wouldn't drop anything. And it was just like, are you living life? Can you tell your fans you're living life? Or you just want us to assume that you retired? Like, that's the that's at the point I am right now with Kendrick. Not so much J. Cole, because J. Cole's been active. He was definitely active last year, so really Kendrick's the, the more uh vacant one in the in the big three but anyways getting back into the collab tape with Young Thug it, it was just really nice to see Young Thug putting all his artists on even I think that they I saw somewhere where he put his his ex-girl on here and he put his sister on here so that that's just insane to take to take that type of chance with this type of project because obviously they want to do numbers which we're going to get into right now they are doing numbers with features with uh well i mean okay gunna low-key little duke and yak Gotti is with slime language but the no the notable features like the big names you have drake uzi travis scott kid cuddy big sean future like that's just insane to have that many artists on one project and it reminded me of a dj khaled type album because of the way it was structured as a collab or a contem contemplation contemplation Contempl okay i'm y'all know the word i'm trying to say <laughs> basically it was a collab with a lot of music and it wasn't very cohesive so um yeah it, it, it reminded me of a dj khaled type album the way that had so many notable artists on it so uh, with, with the numbers though, I think that's what I was getting into. The numbers, obviously Slime Language 2 wasn't really projected to do great numbers, but it actually outperformed its expectations as it moved 125,000 to 140,000 units, 3,000 to 5,000 in pure album sales within its first week. And that's way more than the original Slime Language that only did 41,000 like combined. So. Uh, Young Thug definitely upgraded with this album, took his time with this it seems like as all of these tracks in my opinion, well most of them is fire and we're going to get into that now as this is like a double disc type project, it's not a short project in the slightest, like, at, like if you listen to it from start to bottom like I think it's an hour and something, it's really long, it's a really long project and so many tracks on here, it has 25 tracks. If that's not a double album, then I don't know what is. But 
getting into we're gonna break it down obviously i'm not gonna spend too much time on a lot of these tracks because it's 25 tracks but this album or or just ape with the ysl group is very very um like very good like i don't even know how to say it like it's it's something that stood out to me as something that they took very they took a lot of pride in making this project it reminded me of when j cole and his group put out their out collab album and with this it's just like it, it gives me that same feeling like everybody was coming with it on each and every track and there's 25 tracks so that's saying a lot again the track number one slatty featuring duke little duke and yak Gotti. now this is when i knew the album was going to be fire yak Gotti, i believe had the best verse off of this track and he just went crazy like obviously these aren't lyricists so they're not like hitting you with miracle spiritual and and, and bars like that making you think they're just rapping in a way that flows with the beat but they're switching up the flows at certain times to match like different patterns in the beat and the way that they come on and perform it is just something that I did not expect at all. I, I with Young Thug, I know he freestyles a, a lot, so that's a hit or miss for me. With a lot of these tracks, it was a hit. So Yak Gotti, I think had the best verse off Slatty, but that's how I feel about that track. So great opening to the album already had me engaged. Then we get to track number two with Ski. Uh, I think there was Young Thug and, and Gunna, I believe. This didn't really do too much for me as I, I didn't really like the chorus and the, the verses was all right, but it didn't hold me at my attention enough to think that it was uh, better than some of the other songs on this al uh, album. I don't even know what to call this. Is this an album? Contable? Still can't say that word. Album tape or uh, I don't know what this is. Anyways, I'm just going to keep calling it project. Track number three, Diamonds Dancing featuring Travis Scott. Travis Scott gave a verse. I hope. It, it, no, he didn't feel like he mailed it in. He gave a solid verse, nothing above, nothing too crazy, but definitely nothing trash. Gunna came on pretty solid, and he did really good. And of course, with Young Thug, he, I mean, Young Thug was was uh, floating this whole album, in my opinion, except for one song. But we're gonna get into that, and then we get into track number four. Now, of course, we had to play a snippet because it has the one and only goat on it, and you know. Everybody knows who the goat of rap is right now, so I don't really have to like name him by name, but we're just gonna play the snippet as they actually have a clean version on like the Sweetie Project. But uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is solid with YSL, Young Thug, and Gunna featuring Drake. Hey, slip, slide, trying to provide for me, for me. For me, find me somewhere out in London. You know that's the hideaway. I need some more support from you right away. Since I've been making donations to you like United Way, you know I do. Stories you told me about him, I can see that it's night and day. He told me the truth. Walking from here to my bedroom and feel like it's miles away. There's too many rooms. And I'm still hard, buddy. I don't feel nobody. And I'm with some writing on my friendship. Solid, I get big deposits on my website. Zotic. Revving the engine, wow. city dependent. I gotta finish it, I want opinions, wow. She wanted things, yeah. She want a ring or some sort of arrangement, yeah. Something that's dangerous. 
I wanna change it, I wanna claim it, yeah. I wanna paint it. Yeah. She quick to say no, cause she know she a diamond. Yeah. She getting quiet, yeah. she on the diet, she want a massage. Yeah. Trying to get in a mix, bank account never diminishing. Niggas yeah. are changing their images, niggas yeah. act hard, but they innocent. Yeah. Hop in the tank and move militant, yeah. So as you can tell, Drake did did the thing that only Drake can do, coming on the track like he's not even trying and just dropping one of the best verses of the year. Not just playing. It's not one of the best verses of the year, but I really like this um, verse from Drake. Also, I like the chorus collab with Gunna, the way that Drake started off the chorus and then Gunna ended it, and then going into the rest of the song. Gunna, it's more Gunna and Young Thug, no more Drake. So I like the way that he came on this. He definitely left his imprint and then left. Like, like, like Drake said, he he's getting ready for his album. <laughs> so uh, he's he's throwing us some warm ups and just showing us that he's in the gym, rap wise. So track number five, Came and Saw by Young YSL, Young Thug featuring Rowdy Rebel. Uh, I don't know what that was. R Rowdy, Rowdy Rebel. So we have Rowdy Rebel and I think Nav was on this track. I don't know why it doesn't show this on Genius, but you, you can tell I listen to this a lot because I'm correcting Genius and they're supposed to have all the uh, they're, they're supposed to have all the creden credentials on here, like the credits. But anyways, Rowdy Rebel and Nav. I thought this track was very. Wait, I don't think Nav's on this. Let me see. Nav's on the later track. I'm gonna feel bad if Nav's at. Okay, I'm thinking about another track with Rowdy and, and Nav. Cause Nav's late on this. So it's really just Rowdy Rebel with Young Thug. So uh, yeah, I thought that track was okay. Nothing too crazy, but definitely not bad. I thought that was solid. Track number six, Paid the Fine featuring Lil Baby and YTB Trench. This is probably the only time YTB Trench is gonna get a little Baby feature, which is no disrespect to him. It's just only showing that Young Thug really has his imprint on his label as he's able to get his his counterparts really big features from artists who they will otherwise never even get a verse from. So I thought that track was solid. Track number seven, Proud of You, Young Thug uh, featuring Uzi and Young K.O. I thought this track was amazing as Uzi really made one of the most sad statements ever to your loved ones a hit so uh yeah that was interesting to see as uzi doesn't really step out too many times to, to push things out but obviously again going back to young thug's influence he had so much respect right now in the rap culture that he can just pull these type of features and pair him with the likes of young ko so that's just like very uh telling on young thug's and how much he care about his his label. Again, the track number eight, real Young Thug featuring Unfunk. Okay, this is just Unfunk on here. I, hopefully, that's how you say the track. I really like this track. I would have put this as a snippet, but I wanted to put another snippet on here. So, but real by Unfunk is is what made me think that okay, this just went from like average to like above average. Because if you have artists that I don't even know of putting having even my attention longer than artists that I do. Like the little Baby track, I think that this track was way better than that one. And that's just, that would be bla like blasphemous to say any other time. So 
Unfunk really came with it. I think he had one of the standouts on this album. Not one of the snippets that I was going to choose, but it was definitely high up there. Out of 25 tracks, I, only, I was only able to pick... I was only able to pick, like, uh, three, of course. Like, I do... I do three for every project, but with 25 tracks, it's so hard to pick three because it, when it's that's how you know a, a project is really good because it's just hard to only pick three snippets to give you an idea of how the album sounds. But yeah, so that's a track I really like. Um, getting to track number nine, I like by Young Stoner Life. Why? Well, YSL, Cora, Cora Lee Ray, and Carly. Yeah, I ain't really like that track. Uh, track number <laughs> that's that's all I have for that. Track number ten, Warrior, uh, Big Sean, Low Key, and T Shine. I really hated the chorus. I still kind of do, but it kind of grew on me. But I still don't like it. I still think it's a below average chorus. But Big Sean verse on here, Low Key's verse on here, and the way that T Shine comes on here, I really think that they perform well. Of course, Big Sean had the better verse because he's one of the best rappers ever. So yeah. Um, track number eleven, Pots and Pans. Little Duke, okay, here, here, Nav is Little Duke and Nav, pots and pans. I thought this track was solid. Definitely came with it. Well, Nav definitely came with it, and Little Duke did his best. So, uh, yeah. Track, <laughs> track number twelve, Rockstar, Skepta and Strict. Now, this is one of my snippets. Now, this is probably an unpopular opinion because Rockstar isn't like doesn't have any big names on it to to carry the track. But Skepta, in my opinion, is one of the best rappers right now as far as just the uniqueness, the flow, the cadence, the way that he comes on the track changes the entire app, like changes the entire vibe of the track track. And it's just because of his talent. Well, talent and the way that he performs it, because you can have talent, but it don't matter if, if you don't. If you're not able to stick with the beat the way that other artists kind of fail and i'm talking about Blueface, g the herbos i mean you would kind of want to be like g herbo but you definitely want to you would want his fame but you definitely wouldn't want his past so uh the way the skeptic came on here i think was one of the best verses on the entire project and that's why i chose it for one of the snippets and so let me cue that up right now and also strict strict gave a really what's the word for it? a really contagious chorus meaning that i just gotta keep listening to it over and over again in my head so it's really hard to, to for an unknown artist to give me a chorus that's just stuck in my head and really catchy but rick somehow was able to do that and pairing him with skeptical pairing his chorus with the skeptic verse made this one of my favorite tracks on the entire project so here goes walkstar Right now, manage the walk out rock star. Black excellent stars in the car. Jumped off the jet, I left on the seat. I flew out to Greece, sipping Siri by the sea. Buy me from the states, talking visa policies. They know where them London that these baddies wanna see. I put that shit on, I'm a beast. I don't rock a miri, this shit on she unreleased Every day sauce spilling when I'm stepping in the streets Even on a Sunday, boy, I'm fresher than a priest My brother 
brother checking for police Cause he's stepping with it My strap could tell you I'm a freak Boy, I've slept with it They used to curve me Now they say that I look photogenic I stopped complaining I stopped waiting Had to go and get it Jumped off the porch And made a pissed up at the bank Like I'm playing golf I can hit hoes today Glass house Love Atlantic Station Had it trapped out Water on my wrist Like I died in the Atlantic So as you can tell, I think I play a little bit of solid, like again, but I, I think I stopped it pretty quick. But um, as you can tell with Skepta and Strict, the way that their vocals like collab on, on this track is not, it's not something you hear every day, especially Skepta type vocals. You don't hear that every day unless you live in London. But anyways, <laughs> uh, track number 13, we get into Superstar by Young Thug and Future. I thought this was one of the lesser performances by each one of these artists. Future's verse just was really one of the worst verses I probably is, I've have ever heard from Future. And that's saying a lot because he freestyles a lot. So Superstar is it, not, it's not even the lyrics. I like the lyrics and I think that that could be fire. But the way his delivery and his cadence was, was way off. Like I don't know what he was doing when he recorded that. But he definitely needs to go back and do a remix and do a justice or something. Because Superstar could be a hit. But... The way it was delivered by Future, it, it wasn't good at all. But the verses was nice. I just thought that Future's chorus was very underwhelming, which was sad to see, honestly, because of how much chemistry they tried to build in the past. And then we get into track number 14, came out. Uh, Gunner featuring Lil' Key. I thought that track was solid. Track number 15, Really Be Slime. YMW, YNW Melly, I thought carried this entire track with his chorus and his vocals. Then we can track number 16, Take It To Trial, Yak Gotti. I thought this was really good. Obviously, Yak Gotti was a standout for me in the intro. So obviously I had to listen to him again as they put him on this project a few times. So they probably even was like, hey man, this this, this guy's going crazy. Let's put him on tracks because I, I feel like he was just outperforming the other artists. So track number 17, Trance. Oh, Carly and Young Blue Trance. Okay, so. I don't know why I didn't. it didn't really show me by the, the name but carly or carly I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it but the way that she came on this track was definitely setting a vibe that she was going for and she carried that throughout the whole track and the back and forth between her and young blue was just, was just like the chemistry probably the best chemistry chemistry on the whole project if i had to if i had to like rank it so the way that Car Carly and Young Blue, I would think is even better than Skepta and Strict from Rockstar. And so, because Trance is going for a specific vibe and they both carried it out very well on this track. So get into track number 18, uh, GFU, Young KO. I thought this track was kind of below average. Uh, track number 19, Moon Man, featuring Kid Cudi and Strict. I thought Kid Cudi carried this track, but obviously the other two performed well because I thought this was the above average track and definitely one of the better songs on this project. Kid Cudi definitely fit on a track called Moon Man. Like, let's just say that. Track number 20, I'm just going to say this is trash. <laughs> track number 21, Reckless. Another track that's pretty bad track number 22 okay and then the next two tracks are singles i think that already came oh no no track number 22 that go 
Meek, uh, with Meek Mill, Young Thug, and T-Shine. This is the single that already was out, so it's not really, like, I like it. It's solid. It's nothing too crazy, but it's a single, so I can't really, I've already reviewed it, so. And then we get to the, the finale of the project, track number 23, My City Remix, with YTB Trench. And the way that YTB Trench originally had this track, and I saw the numbers for it, this is going to do... This is going to be like tremendous for his career as the numbers from this track is going to go way past the original. And that's not to say like it was bad. I really like this track, but the only reason I was listening is because it was on this project. And I literally went to his profile to see what else he put out because of his performance. And it was so good that I, that was my last snippet that I was going to play from the project. I really think that YTB Trench have a uh, great vocal inflection on the on the way he he did the chorus the way that he came in on the the bodies part when he was rhyming things with body like the way that he put his try to put his pain into into the lyrics you could really tell that he works on his craft daily because the way that young thug would put this at the end of the project as a remix just shows that young thug has very high expectations for this young artist and just doing a remix for him and putting it at the end so it's the lasting impression just so shows that so that's the last snippet i have for the ysl compilation tape i think i finally said it right anyways patting it back for me i don't even know do i still have that uh, soundboard hold up you know i said a word right let's let's, let's you know had to had to uh cheer for me for a little bit you know i, I don't ever use any of the things off the soundboard I used to, but I was just like, I don't got, like, there's like one thing I want to use it for, and that's the record scratch, so. Anyways, so yeah, population. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Okay, so, uh, My City, <laughs> My City Remix featuring YTB Trench. Yeah, I'm going to play that right now. As you can tell, the way that he was flowing, it was really infectious in the way that he was going from the chorus to the verse because this is like, whenever you listen to this, this is one of those type of tracks that you just sit back and just like, yeah, that's it. Like, put that out. So I'm, I'm just glad to see it be on the, la 
to be the lasting impression for this project because this project as a whole is just great like to have that amount of artists there's so many different ways they could go left so for it to have so many tracks that's just solid and, and fire then that's a testament to young thugs label and also to young thug for putting for giving them the opportunity so yeah click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias which artist do you think stood out the most on this playlist so yeah i'm gonna leave you with, i'm gonna leave you with that now we're gonna get into resident evil village that's definitely not the right drop okay now that we got the right drop in effect <laughs> um resident evil village so the thing with this is capcom is not struggling but a lot of these video game companies are coming out with titles that are quote-unquote too big to fail now if you've been following the gaming scene you probably have heard this more times than not from a lot of studios and it's strictly is that the right word i don't know basically it's because of the pandemic it's a direct correlation with that and so now game companies are not taking any risk because they're not trying to drop any more money than they already ha have so with capcom resident evil is one of their franchises that's definitely a, a sure hit in, in a sure way to uh, make the type of what's it called goals that they set for games to, to hit the, the markers or whatever you know how they have quarters for businesses they have quarters for games and they have projections and usually most times they're not if you hit those proje projections then you get sequels and and sequels after sequels that you know you know how that goes so capping it um i don't even know what, what was capping i don't know what i was about to say i don't know what i was about to say then anyways resident evil village is the eighth installment of the franchise so that should tell you how influential this franchise is to have an eighth installment and still going strong with the fan base it's not set to release until may but the fans will have a portion of the game available to them of course called the demo for those that don't play video <laughs> don't play video games and it will be released a few months before before the game hold up No, the demo, okay, I don't like to give wrong information, so I had to fact check it. The first session for the demo will be available April 17th. So, what is it right now? Um, I would say, okay, so this demo is already out. Okay, about a, like at the time of me at the time of me recording this, the first session has already been out since like two days. But the actual time zone for this demo is all over the place with the with the release dates and everything, so that's why I got confused. But the second demo session will just be thirty minutes long, will, will, but will take place in the castle map. It will also be available for only eight hours, so the people who want to play it. You have to hop on at April 25th at 7 p.m. or eight hours after seven. So always make sure to, well, that was, for, okay, that's what I was talking about with the release date. So the North America side, 
April 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then for our European players, April April 25th at 7 p.m. CEST. I'm not even going to try to um, disciple, what that, disciple what that means. Anyways, so the first two demos are only available on PS4 for PS4 and PS5 users because as we all know by now if you've listened to any of my gaming rants um, that is connected to this podcast you will know that Microsoft has absolutely no games and it's kind of apparent every single time a huge drop comes because PlayStation always gets some type of exclusive even if the game is on both platforms PlayStation Sony somehow always ends up getting some type of exclusive so that's kind of unfortunate for the Microsoft players out there trying to get their hands on the demo but basically for Resident Evil for people who are looking to get into the franchise you can expect first-person horror survival game mechanics just like what the series has been become known for so if you play resident evil before then you kind of know the mechanics that they're going for if you haven't just know that it's the first person horror survival game so you're going to be going around in survival mode dodging a lot of zombies and, and, and things like of that nature because i've watched resident evil gameplay before i actually watched the last one and that one didn't like frighten me too much it was really just the way that it controlled when i was actually playing the game the controls scare you more than the actual game because the controls are not as smooth as you would hope for a survival zombie type game like the last zombie game i played that i really enjoyed was call of duty zombies and i was moving very smoothly throughout the map resident evil not so much it's, it's more of a weird i know i don't know how to explain it you have to play it for yourself but just know the controls aren't as smooth and that really adds to the horror aspect and just don't ask me how it just know that it does and it's very very frustrating especially if you haven't even like played any of the resident evil games in the past so yeah that's all i have for resident evil village and hopefully you had hopefully throughout me stuttering throughout most of the information you got at least the time date of the first demo and the second demo for the north america and european so hopefully you can take the information and run with with it but by the time this comes out I think you will probably be having to look forward to the second demo as the first demo has already been has came and and has come and go come and go came and pass I don't know where is a where is a difficult sometimes (laughs) so yeah Resident Evil Village a huge hyped up game too big to fail which is going back to my original point a lot of these gaming companies are looking forward to putting out titles that are really hard to not make a lot of money because they're not trying to lose any more money because of the pandemic yeah that's okay now that's all i have for this so yeah that's my thoughts on resident evil village click my link tree in my bio is that how it goes i forgot my whole plug click my link tree let me know one of my social medias what do you think of the resident evil village video game and what do you expect from the demo like personally because for me, I I played it once. I played a Resident Evil game once and, and never never went back. So I, I'm I'm interested to see what y'all think. Yeah, now we're gonna switch it up and get into Money Bag Yo and Big Thirty Go.
Okay. The Big Stepper himself, aka Moneybag Yo, has announced a new album, album called A Gangsta's Pain. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna put be putting his pain in the music, which is probably why he titled titled this gangsters a gangsters pain. So that's my deep dive into the title. And that's all I have for you. So actually, actually get into the single. The Memphis rapper is dropping his fourth full-length effort following January 2020's Time Served. Because um the, the first single for this album was Time was it Time Serve or Time Today? No, Time Serve was the album album uh in 2020 um today was one of the singles that's going to be on this album but he also dropped another single with memphis another memphis rapper called big 30 and it is very money bag yo it funny money bag yo ish i just love making the words i don't even know the definitions but basically money bag yo and big 30 are both memphis rappers bragging rapping that braggadocious style that is very popular up and coming on the hip-hop culture and for me i don't know for me it does like it does it for me the way that they're rapping on this i mean it's only two minutes and three seconds so it's not like they're giving you lyrical miracle spiritual so they're basically telling you you know have a nice watch have a lot of money and then let the beat rise so that's <laughs> that's kind of how this track goes so um i'm actually gonna Oh, okay. Yes, look, the, the track already just jumped out at me. So I'm going to play a snippet from it, and you can judge for yourself what you think of the Moneybag Yo Go single featuring Big 30. Real weed, soon as I snatch it, it's already bought Went to the right doctor, hope she grown Man, my pocket anxious, I still pull out game weak I pluck, I tweak, white supreme ski, 11 whips, I go Kyrie Trying to steal the recipe, you just a bag wanna be Bipolar personality, that's why it switches on my glee So yeah, that's why I wanted to play as far as the snippet goes And as you can hear it's exactly what I said, like braggadocious. I have a lot of money, and now let's let the beat ride. But it's in a way that I don't know. It works for me because for Money Bag Yo, he's very much in his. You know that one guy who's always talking on YouTube, talking about you just gotta find your niche <laughs> to to up to to uplift your brand or whatever. You gotta find your niche or whatever. Money Bag Yo has definitely found that, and he's sticking to it. So the only. The only reason I don't get at Moneybag Yo like I do a Polo G or some of these other rappers like Little Dirk is because I feel like Moneybag Yo raps better than them. Like in general, like he's talking about more. I don't know, not talking about more because they talk about a lot. But basically, the way that Moneybag Yo switches his flow to match the beat 
is much more effective in my opinion than Polo G and Little Dirt. Sometimes it feels like Little Dirt and Polo G already have like something in their head and they just rap it and then they put a beat behind it. With Moneybag Yo, it feels like he's rapping to go along with the beat. Like he, he's not just, like whenever the beat drops the 808s, is he switches the flow or whenever it comes up with a different type of uh, drum pattern he switches the flow it's just little things like that that i pick up from moneybag yo and from other rappers of that polo g type realm i don't really get that too much like it's not it doesn't do it for me basically so yeah that's what i think about the moneybag yo and big 30 single go i think this is a solid track i think the album will be really well received because Moneybag Yo has definitely found his niche and he's one of those that's sticking to his guns and he's going to talk about his guns as he said he has multiple he has multiple switches on his glizzy I don't even know like sometimes I'm just people wonder why certain rappers go to jail and then it's just like you can always just lie about the guns you have but they all it's always the ones that just want to tell the real story that ends up in jail. Anyways, click my link tree. <laughs> click my link tree in my bio. Um, message me on one of my social medias. What do you think of Moneybag Yo Big 30 Go? And are you excited for the Moneybag Yo album supposedly coming soon? What's it called again? Let me get the title because I really like Moneybag Yo. The title is A Gangsta's Pain, which I gave like a 30 minute deep dive at the beginning of this segment. So actually I didn't. It was like two seconds for those who actually didn't listen to it. But um yeah, so that's what I thought. And now we're gonna get into the overview of the pod. First we started with Sweetie Pretty Summer Playlist. I thought that project was really great. Well, not great. I thought it was really good. I thought it was slightly above average, especially the way she put it together and had unknown artists on there. I feel like she did the best she could and Seesaw is definitely a hit in my opinion and I don't know I went on that whole tangent about ugly people not being able to listen to Sweetie's music but I don't really know like how does, how does that work is there a little like detector or like before you listen to the song you have to send a picture of you anyways um Young Thug and YSL Slime Language 2 is what we went into next this project is one of my favorite projects of the year. I think doing a comp compilation tape is not easy. And the way that they put this together, there was many different ways for it to go wrong, but it all went right in my opinion. Wasn't too many songs that I skipped, really only two or three out of a 25 track project. So it's safe to say I really enjoyed Slime Language 2. And Drake's verse, like don't even get me started with that. Resident Evil Village, we talked about that. I gave a a brief infomercial of the demo and all the little schedules and, and when to expect them and what to expect in the demo. So I tried to break that down the best I could because at the end of the day, I still do, do play games. So I still like to talk about them, especially that Among Us episode. Oh my gosh, that went crazy. People really like when I talk about Among Us or really they just like Among Us among us it's probably a second anyways moneybag yo and big 30 go so we ended with that and moneybag yo 
is coming with a new album called A Gangsta's Pain that I gave a huge deep dive into. And the reason that Moneybag Yo is dropping another album because he feel like it's time. Like it's time to feed the streets as he calls it. So yeah, he, he dropped another collab. Well, not another collab. He dropped another single with a collab with the Memphis rapper. So um, really nice to see Moneybag Yo putting on younger talent as he really doesn't have to because his stardom speaks for itself. So that's it for for this ep. Whoa, that's definitely not the outro. So that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social media social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show. Click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.